Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. I'll bet there were some of you out there tonight that maybe didn't think I was going to do this tonight. And you know what? For a small period of time today, I was I was considering not doing it. But you know what? I'm here. I'm here. Because you know what? I feel like even though maybe last night, <clears throat> last night had a lot of dips and valleys, pros and cons, ups and downs. <clears throat> but overall, I got to say, I, I enjoyed the show. Was it freaking way too long? Yes. I will say that right off the bat. It was way too long. Hell, I even, like, I didn't do the review last night, but I even stayed up late and watched the media scrum that was almost three hours in itself. And we'll talk a little bit about that too. But before we dive into everything that happened last night please take a second before we kick this off to smash that like button smash that sub button ring that bell for notifications if you're on team twitch you can share bits you can you can sub you can give subs if you're on team youtube if you want to tip one of your favorite podcasts they're super chatting super stickers but by but by all means, folks, make sure you at least smash that like button. Helps helps out a lot. <clears throat> oh man, um, apparently I did not hydrate enough today. Damn. <clears throat> I got plenty here. <clears throat> there we go. Plenty here to drink, though. Just water. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy like what good old TK was sipping last night. If you watch the media scrum, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know what was in that cup, but damn. Damn. (laughs) Whatever was in that cup even had... CM Punk next to TK, rolling his eyes like, holy shit. (laughs) My God. All right. Um, uh, It was was a miracle on the Vegas Strip last night. And I say that because we got a mild miracle. We got an MJF to kick off the whole shebang last night. Oh my God, is that crazy or what? But before we talk about MJF and everything else that happened on the main card, let's talk about what happened on the pre-show. It was short and sweet. Um, Now me personally, I would have taken at least one, if not more than one, of, of the matches that maybe weren't as important on the main card and put it on the pre-show 
perfect example. Perfect example. I would have taken Darby. <clears throat> I would have taken Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly and kicked that off. Or put it somewhere on the pre-show. You know that Darby can get a crowd going. I'd say you would have had at least the same kind of pop as you had, you know, you know, Hookhausen, if not bigger. Um, Cause it was just stuck in the middle of the card and I don't want to call it a piss break match. Cause I don't want to disrespect it, but you know, some of these matches became piss break matches. And I'm not going to say men's or women's. I'm just saying some of those matches became piss break matches. I I went, I was with, including the pre-show, which I'm looking back on it now. I don't think I'm going to do the pre-show anymore because it just is just way too freaking long. I went almost six hours last night and that's, oh my God. I was, let's just say I was hurting this morning. I was hurting bad. Um, Hell, I'm still hurting. But, uh, <laughs> oh, shnikes. Um, yeah, like the whole card was good. Like, I wouldn't say there was a bad match. It was just too damn long. Exactly, Courtney. Exactly. Um, and by the way, uh, th- thanks to everyone who joined me in uh, the Discord last night to watch it. Uh, nice discussion. I'm glad some of you could join me. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Very cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we had Hookhausen, uh, Hook and Danhausen getting the win over Tony Nice and Mark Sterling. Now, um, I don't know if this is the best use of, um, Tony Nice, but hey, I hope he's getting paid well. And um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but hey, it's he's a character. And I don't know if he's necessarily been a character anywhere else. <clears throat> you know, so. It is what it is. I, you know, it's, it's wrestling. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to overthink it. <clears throat> um, it. It was fun. It was fun. Um, it was short and sweet, you know, but yeah, I would have, I would have taken this. I would have added at least one more match, maybe one of the women's matches um, just to even out, you know, whatever stuff, maybe, maybe one of the multi-men tag matches, maybe, maybe that instead, you know? Um, so I don't know. I just, that's just, that's just me. What, what would you have done if you would, if you would have put anything else on the pre-show, what would you have done? Let me know in the chat. Or let me know in the comments if you're watching the replay of this. Um, 
So, all right. So then the actual card itself, we get MJF versus Wardlow. There was a lot of people, uh, probably a good majority of AEW fans that probably did not think that this match was going to happen. Uh, there were certain things that happened over the course of the weekend and the day of that certainly made it feel like it was not going to happen but with uh, MJF um, no showing a uh, meet and greet. And look, this, no matter what is going on, between you and a boss, you never do that to fans. You never do that to fans. Fans were pissed. Um, I'm glad, you know, and we're not privy to what happened. You know, I know a certain, you know, dirt sheet tried to come up with some kind of, ooh, exclusive this happened this afternoon. Like, ooh, we, we know what... We know what's going on. We've somebody broke his silence. Did he really? No, he didn't. We we don't have a quote. We don't have a video. So we don't really have anything, do we? No, no. There's a few people that try to make like, oh, there was a big breaking thing this afternoon. No, there really wasn't. It, w it wasn't much of anything at all. We don't know really any more than we did 24 to 48 hours prior, do we? No, we don't. Because none of it's confirmed, is it? No, it's not. So there you go. So, so much for your update. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just disappointing. Just disappointing. You know, you're like, like, oh, we have an update. Oh, wait. Is it really an update? Is it really? No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, but look, we did get Wardlow versus MJF. For what it was, it was fun. We did see the culmination of this three-year story or two-year, whatever, two between two to three-year journey of MJF and Wardlow. And we deserve that as fans. And you know who deserved it the most? Wardlow. Wardlow deserved that the most. Because this is his story. You know? He's starting a whole new chapter this Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know what is his next. You know, what's next for him? But I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what's next. What's up, Mark? Mark's in here. Good evening. Um. So. But yeah, MJF got ten power power bombs for his troubles. He got. <laughs> Um, and then he got stretchered out. Um, 
I really can't say anything more than the match itself. You know, MJF got a, a couple little one-uppings, you know. They, they told a nice little story, a brief one in the ring. So, um, hey, Bell's boy, what's up? Good to see you too, man. Um, it, it was it was short and sweet. It, it was a, a culmination, like I said, of a long journey for both these guys. Um, what What's next for MJF? We don't know. I have a feeling we're probably not going to see him for a while, but I could be wrong. You know, we don't know if he and big TK, you know, had a meeting today and sat down and squashed things and worked them out and put heads together for the greater good for the fans. We don't know that, do we? No, we do not. And we don't have to know that. We don't have to know everything. We just want a good product, right? That's all we want. And Wardlow, like I said, he's starting a whole new journey, so I can't wait to see what's what's going on with him. <laughs> Mark got a kick out of that. Big TK. All right. So then uh, Tony is uh, getting a little one-on-one with uh, Wardlow afterwards. And uh, the big reveal on the, uh, the screen is that Wardlow is all elite because... Uh, Tony Schiavone lets Wardlow know that uh, TK has let him know that uh, he now will be under contract or that he's offering him a contract. So keeping a kayfabe, you know, <laughs> Pell's boy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the $5 super chat. It says for doing the review on a holiday. <clears throat> yes. Happy Memorial Day. Hope everyone had a safe holiday. <laughs> Mark says. Mark says it's weird that Wardlow has been unsigned this entire time in kayfabe. Yeah, it is. But um, but that's that's all part of storytelling. And that's a very big part of that story. Is that Wardlow was never under contract with this company he was always under contract with mjf he had to listen to mjf and then we slowly found out the backstory bits and pieces of it over the course of the last couple of years so yeah wild hey hey maybe wardlow will even get like a contract signing from 
TK in the ring briefly on Wednesday in the ring or something, you know, who knows? And then we'll find out, you know, who challenges him next or something. I don't know. But anyways, we'll see. But like I said, I I don't think we're going to see MJF for a while, but don't quote me on that. Just, uh, you know, but you get stretched out and you got a mask on part of your face. Like I said, part of your face because they were giving him oxygen by his nose, not his mouth. I'm like, is the oxygen supposed to go in his eyeballs? Is that, is that a thing? I don't know. I'm no doctor. I'm no nurse by any means. I just, I don't know. I I thought the mask was supposed to go here, not over the forehead. Maybe that just is a sign that MGF has had some screws loose up here. So the oxygen actually had to go and where the, never mind. All right. So, So next we get Young Bucks versus the Hardys. Uh, This was certainly one that I was looking forward to the most. uh, As far as like tag matches. And I'm so glad we got the match that we did. Because, yeah, I'm sure people talked about this. I talked about it a little bit in the fact that, yeah, they did face each other like five-ish, five-plus years ago, whatever it was. But that was an insane, um, like, ladder war or whatever the hell kind of crazy gimmick match that was back then in Ring of Honor. Um. Mark's asking me if I'm high. I'm not high. I'm not high. I've had a very long day. I'm very hot. Very sweaty. What's sad is I was just sitting sweating in the house. There's nothing worse than that. Like, if I'm sweating, I want to be doing something. I wasn't doing anything. Anyways. Nope. I'm as sober as a cucumber. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how sober the cucumber is. There's, there's like an algebra to that that I don't think I can explain. Anyways, um, we didn't get. I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of craziness to this, but this was. <laughs> I'm high on life. (laughs) No, if anything, I'm just a little tired. Um, We got a regular tag match out of these two. They got a a tad bit extreme when they had to, like, you know, dive outside of the ring onto the steel steps or whatever, something like that. Um. Terrence, we'll get to that. 
we'll get to that. And you know what? I don't even think I wrote that down because I think I was actually out of the room and I missed it. So I'll actually discuss that right after this. Okay. Cause I don't know where it was during the match or during the show. It was like later, but I don't want to forget about it. So I'll just discuss it in a minute. Um, the Hardys won here. Uh, I picked the young bucks. It was one of the few that I actually got wrong on my predictions. I did pretty good on my predictions. And I don't think that's necessarily like really means anything. You know, I've never been one of those guys like, Oh, I got almost all my predictions. Right. Look how smart I am. No, I'm not. No, I, <laughs> that's luck. It's wrestling. It's like guessing who's going to win the Brewer game. You know, who's going to win the Brewer game. Oh, it's either going to be the Brewers or the other guys. It's not that big a deal. Well, I suppose it is if you got uh... <laughs> you got a lot of money on it. But anyways, um, I'm, uh, I I love the gear. I mean, there was nothing really new on the end of the Hardys, which I was kind of hoping we'd get something. But they're doing the old school look, and they can still pull it off for the most part. Don't gain any more weight, Matt. Uh, <laughs> no, considering everything these guys have been through, they are in very good shape. I'm not complaining. I'm not going to knock them. Um, <laughs> you guys correct me up. Um, but uh, the gear for the Young Bucks, Jiminy Christmas, man, that was just something straight out of Vegas. And then uh, if you watched BTE this morning, you actually saw what was the inspiration for it. It actually was an outfit that Elvis wore on one of his, um, I don't know, Vegas, I'm guessing Vegas tours, Vegas nights, Vegas gigs, if you will. It was white, and then it had the uh, the the tiger colors zigzagging down the pants leg or whatever it was wild it was wild i absolutely loved it the fact and the fact that both guys had this was just man they looked like a million bucks um so yeah uh is this you know are they gonna run this back again i don't know do they have to i don't think so because honestly, this was probably the least promoted thing on the card. Because all of it was done on BTE. You know, very little of it was done on the show. Up until like the last week, you saw more like on Rampage was fun, you know, and the Bucks came out looking like the Hardys. That was hilarious. The best part of that, Brandon Cutler in the lead of Thong was just a riot. I know I, I mentioned that briefly this last Wednesday, but it bears repeating again. It was a riot. Loved it. Because um, I even showed that again on, on BTE this morning. Oh, my God. All right, so let's talk about what you guys are talking about in the uh, chat real quick. And like I said, I don't remember when this came up in the show, which is why I'm going to bring it up now so I don't forget it later. Um, so this happened while I was – 
one of the times I was out of the office, you know, grabbing a drink, bathroom break, whatever. There was a promo where Andrade, by the way, thank, uh, congratulations to Andrade and Charlotte. If I didn't mention that already, they got married uh, over the weekend. Congrats to them. And, um, yeah, La Sombra. Um, so Andrade is sitting at his desk with his, uh, assistant saying, uh, I don't remember what, even what the hell he said, something about, um, he's, uh, oh, he's bringing in some new personnel, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's shaking things up because he was, you know trying to get with these guys, trying to get with these guys and nothing was working out. Well, now he's, he's got, he's bringing in some new blood uh, to help him in his journeys in AEW. And um, there's a knock at the door and he, he opens it up and it's Rouge from ring of honor. Um, Now, right around the beginning of the year or Late last year, he was, I believe he was injured. I don't remember what was wrong with him, but I don't think he was in any of the recent pay-per-views. So, uh, so he's been on the shelf for a while and, but he's been a free agent now, obviously. So, um, this was like low key, one of the biggest signings of the, of the night that probably got missed by a lot of people because I really didn't hear anybody talking about this. But this is big as far as like talent, like legit talent. Roosh is is good. But I'm not going to lie when I tell you that I was watching the promo because I saw a picture, but I didn't take that close of a picture. I'm like, oh, who's Andrade with? Oh, here's a promo. Oh, here, I'll watch this. And I'm watching it. And when he opens up the door, I'm and I'm thinking, oh, dear God, please don't let it be Del Rio. <laughs> or El Patron. Alberto El Patron. But no, it wasn't. It was Rouge. So, uh, so. Congrats, Roosh. Congrats, AW, on signing Roosh. Um, I uh, can't wait to see Andrade and Roosh kill it. Um. <laughs> Mark says El Barfo. That's that's close. That's close. <coughs> <laughs> along with the emoji that's great that's great um so yeah um we're like right off the bat give me uh give me young bucks versus andrade and uh roots or give me um pentagon and phoenix versus andrade and Rouge. Nuts. Can't wait. Can't wait. So, um, all right. So, next we got the TBS title. 
uh, match. We've got Anna Jay versus uh, Jade Cargill. Now, this was this was nuts. This was there was a there's a lot to unpack here. Now I'll say that I, I really don't have much to say about the match. The match was okay. Um, I feel like Jade Cargill is definitely getting better, but she's got a long ways to go. You know, um, I'll say this: she looked ten times better than uh, Paige Van Zandt. Paige Van Zant should not have been on the pay-per-view last night. Period. End of subject. We'll talk more about that later. Um, excuse me. But Jade did retain her title. But now what's crazy is... Um, so, so Mark Sterling was trying to come down and help her. And then I'm trying to th- think exactly how this went, because there was a lot of people that showed up here. Oh, okay. So the baddie section was in the front row. Now, right off the bat, you know, if they're that close, they're going to get involved. So they were there, and what, Chris Statlander came down, and so the numbers are still, like, way, way off, you know, as far as, like, you know, three on two or whatever. Then Stokely, Stokely Hathaway came down. He debuted, and so Stokely Hathaway is now. So, according to the scrum, it sounds like Mark Sterling is still going to represent Jade Cargill, but as far as management, it's going to be. It's a little confusing. It's still going to be. Uh, Stokely Hathaway. So, um, he is a guy I've been a fan of since, oh, wait for it, wait for it. That's right. Flow Slam, Evolve. Killed it in Evolve. (laughs) But that's where I first saw him was in Evolve. He was managing, um, oh, shit, I can't remember his name. He's another one that just got let go from WWE. Can't remember. But he was an evolved champ. And then there was um there was a some kind of faction that he was running as well. Riddle was in it. Uh, hot sauce, Tracy Williams. <laughs> That's right, Mark. That's right. <laughs> um, and then 
more music hits, and we get the debut of another woman on the roster, and it's Athena. And she got a nice pop. She got a nice pop. So she lined up with uh, Anna Jay and Chris Statlander. So I'm sure that's going to be a baddie section versus those other three. Uh, Probably, I'm guessing, Dynamite or Rampage, one of the two. They're not going to waste any time on that because they want to, you know, cash in on that. Um, But, yeah, so very excited about Stokely Hathaway, one of the best manager characters in the game, period, end of subject. Um, all right, next, next was a crazy ass tag match. I really enjoyed this. I didn't have any weight on as far as who I really wanted to win. I just wanted to see a fun, uh, uh, trios tag match. So we got House of Black, which is, of course, Malachi Black, uh, Brody King, and uh, Matthews. By the way, they got to stop using Buddy Matthews. I'm just saying, if you're going to look like you just came over from the, you know, Europe, and you're part of uh, Satan's newest black metal band, you can't use the name Buddy. I'm just saying, it just doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's... Then you got Death Triangle with uh, Pentagon, Phoenix, and Pack. This was a ton of fun. But I got to say, I loved the face, uh, uh, the face paint of the House of Black. Looked, you know, I was waiting for him to bust out the, you know, the black metal. The, yeah. <laughs> It's like the it's the newest the newest black metal band is the House of Black. It's <laughs> they Mark says they should rename Buddy to your your I don't know how to pronounce that. You. <laughs> I, I want to I want to pronounce this Uranus, but it's not Uranus. It's 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 not quite Uranus. It's kind of like Uranus, but it's not Uranus. I'll, I'll stop there. Um, but this is just another one of those where everybody got their shit in. House of Black wins only because Julia Hart misted pack when pack was about about to finish off the match oh mark is mark is helping me with the phonics here it's oh so this guy's name he's talking about is Uranimus. Oh, 
His band was Mayhem. Oh, gotcha. Okay, Euronymous. All right. But yeah, so Julia Hart, uh, complete with, you know, death metal makeup is, is part of the Black um, House of Black. Um, fun, very fun match, though. Like I said, this is one where everybody got their shit in. Tons of fun. Um, now we got Mike Kyoto refing. And we got the two matches back-to-back. We got the finals of the Owen Hart uh, Cup tournament. So first we had Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Adam Cole won. I heard some criticism that it should have been Samoa Joe. Um and saying that Adam Cole isn't believable enough to beat someone like Samoa Joe. And I'm like, why not? Why not? I, I don't understand. Adam Cole is very talented. You got two different styles, obviously, but there's no reason why you, you can't believe that someone like Adam Cole can't beat someone like Samoa Joe. Do I wish they did this without shenanigans? Yeah, actually, yeah. Like, I would have saved Bobby Fish for... I would have saved Bobby Fish for the Kyle O'Reilly match versus uh, Darby Allen, And I would have made Adam Cole beat Samoa Joe clean. Like, I don't want to think... I don't want to overthink this, but... um, Oh, catch point. Thank you. Uh, Tyron Tyron Hunt. That's the faction I couldn't think of. uh, Or stable I couldn't think of earlier that Stokely Hathaway used to manage back in the Evolve days. Yes. Catch point. That's it. Very good. Thank you. Gold star for Mr. Hunt. Um, but yeah, it was, certainly was a good match between uh, Adam Cole and Samoa Joe. Um, I just I just wouldn't have brought Bobby Fish out there because it just you know this this is about it's about the legacy of Owen Hart. And Owen Hart wouldn't have done something like this. You know, you know, see what I'm saying? So I don't know. But anyways, um, still a good match. Women's side of it, Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. Um, and as soon as you saw what Britt Baker was wearing, you knew she was going to win. You knew she was going to win because Adam Cole had the matching gear. And if she didn't win, it would have looked really awkward with Adam Cole in the uh, Owen Hart-inspired colored gear accepting his rewards uh, next to uh, Ruby Soho, who's all in the green, you know? 
Uh, Because then in that case, it should have been Samoa Joe and uh, Ruby Soho because they both had, you know, black and green on. That actually would have been really cute, you know? So in an alternate universe, that's what you got. But anyways, uh, Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho was was all right. Um, Rich, oh. Rich Ward played the guitar down to the ring for the entrance of Britt Baker, but he really didn't play the guitar. Like he didn't play, like he just, I don't know how you say lip synced the guitar. You know, he just didn't, he wasn't playing guitar. There was, because there was nothing unique about the, like, what there was nothing unique sounding about the entrance that made you think that Rich Ward was actually playing the guitar even over the entrance music. It was it was pointless. And then he was upstaged even more and made to look even more the fool when um the the whole band of rancid came out and played out uh ruby soho they played ruby soho so uh that was cool i thought ruby soho was gonna faint for joy because she looked like she was just about on cloud nine going down to the ring when they were playing her out so that, that was still cool though um so Brett Baker wins this one, and then um, th- this was a little long, but it it certainly was uh, a nice moment for the fans to see uh, Dr. Martha Stewart out there talking about the legacy of Owen Hart and how thankful she was to be able to be a part of this. So that was cool. It really wasn't that long. In the media scrum, TK was like, yeah, I would have let her talk forever. It's like, ah, no, you got to be careful with stuff like this because with a with a show this long, you got to be careful with stuff like that. You got to time out stuff like that, you know? Not that you want to tell Martha Stewart, all right, you got two minutes. But, Damn, I mean, I'm just glad she wasn't up there talking for 45 minutes because then it's like, all right, call me when, you know, this is done because I I can't sit here and and listen to all this. You know, unless you're like the biggest Owen Hart fan in the world or something. I just, you know, I never watched wrestling while he was popular. So the only thing I've seen of his stuff is clips. So trust me, I, I love and respect the fact that they did this for Owen Hart, not objecting that at all it's just you know he's not one of my favorites you know whereas someone else maybe my age watched him a ton more back in the day you know what i'm saying i mean i saw (coughs) excuse me i saw the character that he came um, ah, shit. Did I say Martha Stewart? Martha Hart. 
<laughs> I always do that. I always do that. Um, the gimmick he had, uh, the blue, not the blue mini. What was that? The blue, the blue something. When he had the mask on, blue blazer. I I saw that gimmick when he started in the WWF, like way back in the day. But then I, I like dropped out of wrestling right after that. So I didn't see the Brett Owen feud. I didn't see any of that. I never got any of that. I mean, I, like I said, I've seen clips, but that's like it. So. Mark says we need to do some some watching of some classic Owen stuff. All right. We'll do that, man. We'll do that. I'll fire up the old cock and we'll find some we'll find some Owen stuff. Um, I know he has some great uh New Japan stuff too. So if you find some New Japan stuff of his, like I don't know who is wrestling, but you know, I'll watch it. No, Martha Stewart was not there. That was my mistake. It's not Martha Stewart. It's Martha Hart. It's Martha Stewart was backstage with Snoop eating chips and dip. Smoking that. Good, good, good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it was a nice speech. And then uh, the belts and the trophies were pre presented to uh, Britt Baker and um adam cole and they hugged and smooched and it was so cute and then we got more hugging and smooching because ty conti and sammy guevara came out and just like you know practically had sex in the middle of the ring it was ridiculous i'm glad you know kazarian was there to dump some cold water on him no, I mean, this this was like okay and it was humorous but this was another thing that really did not need to be on here. They, they could have waited to, for dynamite for this. You know, I just, <clears throat> I missed some of this. Honestly, this, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> this is when I knew the, the evening was getting really long because we still had one, two, three, four, five matches after this. I was like, Jiminy Christmas. This is... Uh, I was, I was, I was hurting at this point really bad. Yeah, this is horrible. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page and Page Van Zant won, of course, because it's Page Van Zant's first match. Page Van Zant is not ready for the ring. They should have not had her out there. Um, she, I mean, she was, she looked like what she was doing was safe, but it was way too slow. It was way too slow. It was, put it this way, um, Jade Cargill had a five-star match compared to Paige Van Zandt, okay? That's that's my professional podcasting opinion. But I'm not actually calling what <laughs> Jade Cargill had five-star man. Only if you compare the two. All right. 
Next, um, Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, this was actually a really good match. Uh, I'm glad this was. I'm glad I did see this. But like I said, this is one I would have stuck on the pre-show. Actually, uh, Kyle O'Reilly actually got the win here. He, did he beat the shit out of Darby? He really did. I mean, this this was this was some strong style stuff, man. Because literally seconds into this match, Darby would he was bleeding from the mouth. He kicked him hard, and they. And they played it back because some of the stuff that Kyle did so in the in the beginning of the match was so fast, you didn't see exactly where it happened. So when they played it back in slow-mo, you saw him literally kick him like, you know, jaw upwards into his skull. So like he bit his lip or he bit his tongue or something but Darby was bleeding from the mouth so he he got him good Kyle got him good somehow in there um <laughs> um so yeah Kyle gets the win here and um <laughs> oh just laughing at the chat um AEW women's title, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deep. This was probably the best women's match of the night. Um, Thunder Rosa gets the win here. Um, I was going to comment on something about this. Oh, the... The gear, the gear from Thunder Rosa, and she mentioned this in another interview or a promo or something prior to this event, saying that um, it was all in a tribute to the kids um, that tragically lost their lives in Texas. And that was, so that was a big part of her, her ring gear was dedicated to them, um, which I thought was great. It was great. Um, so yeah, uh, probably a best women's match on the card, in my opinion. Um, Thunder Rosa retains here. Serena did look decent though. I mean, she's, I mean... How this feud was booked was a little wonky, like as far as like promo stuff from Serena Deeb, but I don't think that's necessarily her fault. Um, but um, but the match itself was fine. The match itself was fine. Paul asks in the chat, what are the chances we see Sting, Joe, Christian, all three of them at Slam, Uncle? Um, I've heard that Sting is injured. 
to what degree and how badly i i have no idea um i'd say the chances are fine obviously you can only have so many appearances if i had to pick one out of there i'd pick samoa joe honestly he he was um probably would be the best representation of you know classic tna i mean sting was good too don't get me wrong but as like as far as like a og it'd be samoa joe that'd be me and uh and pops was doing fine today to answer your question earlier Oh, uh, Terrence really giving it to the, uh, the women's division. Says it's the drizzling shits. Actually, I'm going to correct you there. I'm going to say that the AEW women's division is just fine. It's how they are booked that you can say it's the drizzling shits. Okay. I'll, I'll say, actually, no, you know what? I'm going to take that back. It's It's gotten a lot better. Let's let's think about this for a second. And I said this the other night during, uh, I said this last night during the live reaction. We didn't have one. Now, okay, if we had, if we had one match over the course of a five-hour, um, if we had one match in five hours, absolutely complain about it. We had three matches though. We had three matches plus women in a in a mixed tag match. That's technically four. Now, whether the quality was there, there was a great representation of women on this show. Probably the best in a pay-per-view ever, honestly. So I I hear why. It still gets criticism. I am not going to call it perfect. Okay. Impact is still the best women's, you know, division in all of wrestling in my professional podcasting opinion. And I'm sure I got plenty of people here in the chat that would defend that as well. But it's, it certainly has gotten better than when two years ago when the pandemic started okay i'll say that it's gotten better but look it's wrestling is subjective we can each have our opinions it's all good it's all good i just want you to think about that okay just think about it um so yeah thunder rosa retains decent match um anarchy in the arena match oh my god so (laughs) the last three matches on this card i don't think i don't have any criticism about like negative criticism at all thank you for the super sticker courtney much love what is this super sticker looks like it's a Looks like a suitcase. Are you leaving on a jet plane, Courtney? 
Don't know if you'll be back again. Thank you for the tip. Much love. Uh, <laughs> Anarchy in the arena. I was not putting anything on this one at all. I'm like, okay, it's a multi-man match. Chairs, ladders, tables. We've seen it a billion times. The only thing that's missing is like a big-ass cage, right? Then you can call it blood and guts. <laughs> this was batshit bonkers. I love this. This was so much better than I thought it was going to be. There is a picture out there. And I know, I'm guessing most of you saw this picture. There is a picture out there of Eddie Kingston. This is getting towards the end of the match, okay? When, like, everybody, everyone kind of, like, went to their own corner of the arena and beat the shit out of each other, which was fine. It was great because there was camp, great camera work all over the place. Went to the lobby. Eddie Kingston was full of blood, and then you couldn't even tell if it was his blood or magic Magic Matthew, whatever the hell his name is, one half of 2.0. Um, I, I I still don't know their new names. I'm sorry. I, you got 2.0 A and 2.0 B, all right? Whoever was wrestling Eddie Kingston for a majority of this match, they were covered in so much blood. And then they went out to the lobby, and then they were dumping condiments on each other mustard oh my god so you had a mixture of the blood and the mustard and then when that was all done out there and eddie kingston disappeared and he came back and he was walking down the aisle with a gas can he had this look on his face like he just walked out of the scariest slasher flick of the year it was he looked absolutely terrifying i was like oh my god what is this guy gonna do in the ring he's got a gas can <laughs> we're, we're about to see some shit <laughs> oh my god and uh brian danielson is this close to tapping out Jericho when Kingston comes in the ring with the gas can and just dumps gasoline all over both of them, primarily on Jericho, but on both of them. So this pisses off Brian Danielson. He's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm trying to like wrap this up. You're dumping gasoline on me. So those two start fighting. Mox is trying to break him up. So this was like the start of the beginning of the end. But you had 2.0 at one point wrestling Santana and Ortiz. They go through tables. Daniel Garcia and Kingston were wrestling at one point. Um, Box and Chris Jericho were beating the crap out of each other. It, this was just so much. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, Paul says Danny G. Danny G? Is that right? That doesn't sound right. 
Oh, and they all came down to the ring in white and Kangos. Hello, what year is this? 1986 called. They want their white Kangos back. Last time I saw somebody wearing a Kango was in a Curtis Blow video from Yo MTV Raps from the mid 80s. Okay, that's that's my reference from Kangos. All right. That's... <laughs> Someone said, oh, they look like a boy band. i never seen a boy band wearing Kangos. Then again, I'm not going to claim to be a boy band expert either. Although I'll jam me some new kids on the block sometime. But anyways, that's a discussion for another time. Um... Bell's boy says, I think Daniel Garcia is still in the freight elevator. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Um, but this was a ton of fun. Um, Jericho Appreciation Society wins here. But damn, um, that the best visual of this entire match, like I said, was Eddie Kingston stumbling down the ramp, gas cannon in hand, and he is just... His, his shirt that used to be white is now blood-smeared, stained, and mustard-stained. And, like, this, this horrible mix of, oh, God. He just looked absolutely terrifying. Bell's Boy says, actually, 1989, and NSYNC called called the Jericho Appreciation Society. They want their clothes back. I'm not going to ask why you know that. I'm just going to go, okay. I'm not judging. Not judging, Bell's Boy. Not judging. I'm going to trust you on that one. I'm not going to try Googling this later. Trust you on this one. AEW tag titles <laughs> are next. Um, oh my God. We got the defending uh, tag team champions, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. <laughs> You're welcome, Bills Boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks representing team Taz and then Keith Lee and swerve bringing up the other, uh, the third team. This was a lot of fun because you had the smaller guys focusing on each other, like, you know, jungle boy swerve and Starks. Then you had the bigger guys focusing on each other, like Hobbs, Keith Lee and Luchasaurus. This was a lot of fun. This is another one of those where everybody got their shit in. And, um, uh, yes, I was shocked too. I did not think, um, I did not think Jurassic Express was going to pull this one off. I really did not. Of 
Corden, what are you talking about with your blue Kango? Crazy. Um, Uh, but yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, I I personally, this is one of the few I got wrong. I actually picked uh, Hobbs and Starks to win because I thought these are two that really represented two guys that have developed well over the course of the last couple of years during the pandemic. And uh, they're not day one guys, but they came in later and really um, – they, they certainly, they've represented the brand well. I'll say that, you know, as far as faction, tag team, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I, I really honestly thought they would be the ones to get it next. But uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, honestly, I think they really needed one more win to solidify their stakes in this tag division. Like anything that happens after this now, I'm fine with, you know? Um, and, and Christian helped them. He did not turn on them. So that, that had a lot of people scratching their heads, but I'm sure people weren't complaining about it. It's just something that they were dropping little breadcrumbs about. Like, like Christian made the match. He didn't ask his boys if they wanted to defend him. You know, Christian was like, Hey, we're challenging you, blah, 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 blah. And they kind of looked at Christian like we are, you know, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, the doubt that jungle boy had going into this match. Cause he lost that singles match. And then Christian always has that look on his face. Like, Like, I'm with you, but I'm going to kick your ass later. You know, <laughs> that stern look, you know. Um, so a lot of people thought that Christian was going to turn on these guys. I don't know what he would have done after that, honestly. I I don't think he would have went with either of the other teams. That wouldn't make any sense either. And what are you going to get out of it? Are you going to get a Christian versus Jungle Boy? Well, then where do you leave Luchasaurus? I don't, I don't get it. What, what are you going to do? Did it seem like something was going to happen? Yeah. But then what's the aftermath? I don't think really any of it would have made any sense. But we'll have to wait and see what they do after this. But this was a lot of fun. <laughs> Bell's Boy says, UTFO is better than Jericho Appreciation Society. All right. <laughs> now you're going way back with the UTFO. My goodness. That's crazy. Uh, main event time. Main event time. AEW title. Uh, CM Punk going after the AEW title defended by Hangman Adam Page. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the summer of Punk starting now. I know people were saying it started last year when he came in at the end of summer. 
but he's champ now. So the actual summer of punk is starting now. Um, we had 2005, we had 2011. Now we got 2022. <clears throat> These two told a great story in the ring. There was a couple hiccups, you know, trying to do each other's moves and stuff, which um, it just, you could say, you, you could call it a botch, or you could say it came off as they were selling their injuries, which honestly, I'll, I'll take the latter because I, <laughs> I don't. I don't look at it with the story that they were trying to tell in the ring. You know, they were trying to just make that part of the story is doing each other's moves. And when it didn't come, come off good, uh, I, I'm not going to call it a botch because they were working on each other's body parts. That's limb work. That's story. That's part of storytelling. So not that these guys never botch. I'm not going to say that. But uh, I just I just wouldn't say like oh yeah there was a sloppy match no I wouldn't say that at all. Um, I'm very happy that we have a brand new uh, AEW World Champion. I uh, you guys know I'm a big fan of CM Punk. I've uh, I've waited. Number one I've I've waited for him patiently and quietly to come back to the world of wrestling. And the fact that six months into this now he is, you could say he's putting the company on his back and um, we're, we're starting the next year. You know, we celebrated three years in AEW. Now we're celebrating the next one and we're starting it with, uh, new title reign of of CM Punk. Um, and I I don't think I don't think there was necessarily really anything wrong with uh, Hangman Adam Page's uh, title reign. He he became champ, and he and he defended it just fine against a lot of great. Excuse me, a lot of great oncomers. <clears throat> um, and I think what Punk said during the uh, media scrum was even um, another example of hopefully what we're going to see with this because Punk was talking about who he'd like to face. <clears throat> and and it's not just about, you know, like it's not just about good matches. Punk is hoping that he can teach the locker room, that younger generation, something. Hopefully they can learn something from Punk. And, um, and I, I think that's great. I don't, I don't look at punk as one of those guys who walks in the door and 
Um, I mean, yeah, is he going to have some kind of ego attached to his legacy? Yeah. But what wrestler his age is it? You know, don't tell me that, you know, Jericho, <clears throat> Mox, uh, Brian Danielson, don't tell me that none of those guys don't have some kind of ego attached to them. <clears throat> there's a healthy kind of ego. And then there's an, an unhealthy kind of ego. And I think, and I hope that what we see going forward from punk and is, um, you know, a good, a good title run, you know, good booking. It's all we can ask for, right? We'll have to wait and see. Um, I think the first big test of that is going to obviously happen at the Forbidden Door a month from now. <clears throat> and um, I know the Go Home, I, I know I mentioned this before, the Go Home show is in Milwaukee. I'm thinking even more about getting tickets now. It's um, we'll, we'll see how they book this. I think they're going to open up even more seats. It's one of those things where they got like three quarters of it full. I think they got a handful more sections to open up and sell out. I certainly think they can do it because they did it last time they came to Milwaukee. But uh, but we'll see. Um, I think there's some really good names that could come to town and challenge CM Punk for this. But um, Courtney's asking where where Veer was today. Well, he was Veer was not here. <clears throat> I don't think he was even live on that other little podcast. Veer's been running all over Chicago. I don't think he was live tonight. <clears throat> so um Oh, Bell's Boy says he is going to the live rampage this Friday in Ontario. In uh, and you mean Ontario, California, because both Wednesday and um, Friday are live. They're not rampage is not taped. So, and that's great to see. That's great to see. Let me know how the show goes. <clears throat> um, I know. I know those who are on the West Coast are very excited to finally get some AEW on the West Coast. So, uh, hey, I'm happy for you. I'm very happy for you. It's uh, it's about time, right? It's <laughs> yeah. You you've had to wait patiently, just as so many of us have. You know. Um. So yeah. But yeah, uh, great main event match. Uh, Punk was very emotional. Uh, celebrated. I don't know if you saw the footage of him celebrating in the ring with FTR. It was all post pay-per-view. FTR came down there and and uh, threw him on their shoulder. Apparently FTR and Punk are very close. Uh, Punk was wearing some kind of CM Punk and FTR related white and pink shirt. I don't know what it was really. I couldn't really read it, but um, apparently they're close. So, but anyways, <laughs> um, but overall, look, I, 
I felt like the pay-per-view was a lot of fun, but like I said at the start of all this, uh, it was just very, very long. And I certainly would have put a couple of these matches, one, if certainly not two of these matches on the main card on the pre-show, filled up that first hour. You had the countdown to Double or Nothing. You had another live YouTube show that was basically the same thing. You didn't have to have another live pre-show that aired all the same stuff and have a five-minute match leading into the pay-per-view. You didn't need that. You could have had you could have had a spaced out the matches, talked about the uh you could have three matches and then talked about the rivalries in between, you know. But that's me. That's me. Um, some are going to defend it. Some are going to say, no, it was way too much. But whatever. We're past it. Overall, I'll, I'll give it a good grade. I don't know what. Um, I couldn't even think about numbers and letters last night. I was so tired. But I'll say, uh, I'll, I'll give this, um, <clears throat> I'll give it a, I'm not going to give it an A. I'll give it a B, I think. Um. Had it been like an hour shorter, I think I would have given it a, an A. And I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think, uh, I, I think a lot of other people probably would have given it uh, the same. So, um, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, the the matches were fun, just it was a lot to take in. So um, fallout from that is in California. This Wednesday, we start year four. Crazy, eh? Year four of AEW on Dynamite on TBS. And um, I'll certainly be watching because I know they're going to be doing stuff with all the, um, you know, Forbidden Door coming up. We're probably going to see some more Bullet Club or something showing up. Who knows what, you know? gonna get the switchblade we're gonna get we're gonna get some okada maybe some uh some tanahashi or takahashi or i don't know one of those guys i I don't know (laughs) who knows who knows bell's boy gives it a b plus terrence gives it a b all right all right so uh thank you for the tips thanks for the love much love back to you guys um, thanks for joining me for this. Uh, even though it's a day late, well, dollar short, but you guys gave the dollar back to me. So, Hey, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, come on back Wednesday and we'll talk about the, the fallout from double or nothing, uh, along with, um, anything else going on in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, good night, y'all. And uh, join us uh, tomorrow over in that other little podcast. We'll do uh, some family dinner for the for the Patreons from TNI probably uh, tomorrow night. So uh, Patreon members, we'll see you then. Everyone else, we'll see you Wednesday. Take care, y'all. Be good.